0: well hello there top teachers we are your hosts michelle emerson and bridget spackman and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time organization and productivity as a teacher
1: and today we are focusing on that organizational piece we are going to share our top five organizational tools that you need to be using this year and all of them are free
0: I am really excited about this episode. I don't know. There's something just about organization and a new year that just makes me feel like I'm getting ready for it. You know what I mean? And lists. I love lists. Yes. So list of organization is like
1: perfection. Chef's kiss.
0: All right, guys. But before we jump into that, we need to hear a TSH from Alana. I hope you I said your name correctly. She says, "My <laughs> Let's see if I can get this right, guys. <laughs> Alana did not write that, FYI. <laughs> <laughs> my time sucking hurdle is trying to go digital. Ooh, yes. I think that's been a lot of teachers' time sucking hurdle this year. Um, she says, I was never one for organization to begin with, but I have finally see the wisdom in top. And I'm trying, my, but I'm becoming overwhelmed with trying to fight the earth to just continue using the paper mess. I thought having an iPad would have made the transition easier with the Apple Pencil, Scribble, etc. But I I was so wrong. Then I find myself trying new systems to ease my transition, and that sucks up more of my time, and I feel even less productive. So TSH coming from the Commonwealth of Dominica all the way from the Caribbean. Do you say Caribbean or Caribbean? I
1: say both. Is that weird? Like, I'll say Pirates of the Caribbean, but then I'll say like the Caribbean Sea. So like, I say both. Mm. Yeah, I'm weird. Okay. All right. So here's what I have to say in response to that. Sometimes trying new ways to be organized or new tools can create this clean slate. It's like when you clean up after the holidays and you have that clean slate in your house. Y'all, I put away all of my holiday decorations the day after Christmas because I needed that clean slate so badly. And when Billy came home from work that day, he looked, he was like, oh my gosh, it looks so clean in
0: here. I was like, you're welcome. Yes, Bridget. I'm sorry. Guys, (laughs) I'm going to be coughing like throughout this entire four episodes and I'm really sorry for an entire month I'm going to be coughing. I just want to know when you have kids Are you going to be that mom that still puts it up? Or are you going to be the mom that leaves it out? What did your mom do? I don't even remember. Actually, let me guess. Oh, really? We should text her right now. I was going to say,
1: you talk to my mom like all the time. So (laughs) please call her. I, I I don't remember. Um... But I'll be honest, growing up, my household was not that stereotypical like mom does mom things and dad does dad things. Mine was kind of very flip-flop. Like my dad did all the cooking. My dad did a lot of the cleaning. So I'm probably not the best person to ask for this, Mm. but... Anyway, um, we also know that it can be very overwhelming to try these new tools and systems because you Mm -hmm. have to learn how to use it. Mm -hmm. And not only do you have to learn how to use it, but you have to learn how is it going to work best for me? Because a tool can be used multiple different ways and people will use them in different ways in order for it to fit their needs. So just like Alana said, this can be very overwhelming. So in this episode... To help you feel less overwhelmed, we have narrowed it down to just five of our absolute favorites. It's like that, you know, deserted island game, like in the office where they're outside because of the fire, and they're like, top five movies that you would take to a deserted island or whatever. These are our top five organizational tools that probably would not help you on a deserted island, but that's not the point. (laughs)
0: Right? (laughs) I love that. You know, and I just want to kind of mention one thing that as we start to get into these top five things that we want you to be using, do not feel the pressure to try and use all of them at once. Okay. I remember when I transitioned from kindergarten to fourth grade um, and I moved to Pennsylvania as a fourth grade teacher, I had I was walking into a school that was very tech heavy Um, all the kids had one on one iPads. They were using a learner management system. And I had none of that as a kindergarten teacher. We were still very, very basic. I had those old school, like desktop computers that were gigantic, that looked like they came from the eighties. Like they were huge. So when I moved, I was trying to throw myself because I wanted to be Really good, right? I, I try to throw myself into it, and it's I was getting myself overwhelmed with all of the different technology that was out there. I would see this app, and I'm like, "Well, I'm going to do this now." And I would see a different app, and I would say, "Okay, well, now I'm going to try to do this." And because I wasn't sticking to it, um, and I wasn't uh, really trying to focus on one thing at a time, and ensuring that that one thing was was working, you know, well for me. I was just moving around. I was never really getting good at anything. So do not feel the pressure that when we talk about these five things, you need to start doing them tomorrow. OK, I would pick one, um, do it for a few weeks, get really comfortable with it and then add on another one. The goal is that you want to be able to use them. I would say set a goal of maybe six months. In six months, you want to be able to use all five of these items so that way you're able to um to really feel comfortable with it and use it to its full potential. So let's jump right into it with our first
1: organizational tool, is our digital planner. Look, y'all know we had to plug our planner, okay? It's our baby, which by the way, Bridget, uh, can we like celebrate? We need to look at what day it was that we officially posted the planner and we're gonna celebrate our planner's Aww, birthday. I love it. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm really happy you didn't think it was lame. Um. As we mentioned at the beginning, all of these are free, and the reason we're including our digital planner is we do have a free version, okay? We have a free version that you can go on, so you can try it out before you buy it, which is not happening very often right now with coronavirus. Like, you buy something, it's yours, but with our digital planner, you can try it before you buy it. Now, when it comes to our planner, we have two main versions. We have a PDF version that can be used with any kind of an iPad or a tablet. It's best used with some kind of a note-taking program such as GoodNotes that will allow you to annotate on it, which means you'll be able to write directly on the planner. We also have a Google Slides version that is best used on like a laptop where you're gonna type in your information. Now, keep in mind, GoodNotes does have a computer like desktop version so you mm-hmm. can still access it on your computer and Google Slides can still be accessed on your iPad. So it really just depends on which one you would prefer to have. We have a 2021 version that starts in January and ends in December of this year. So we are going to link that for you down in the show notes.
0: And and I know a lot of people cuz I think we've gotten a lot of emails Michelle um about just wanting to get the the July the Yeah, it's the July to um, June June. version. And guys, we only sell those during specific times. We launched all of the planners all at once, uh, but we're only going to have the the yearly planners during certain times of the year. Um, Because let's just be honest, you don't need the July you know, a 2020 version for December 2020. You're only getting half of it. Um, So it makes sense for us to just go ahead and put out the yearly one now. And I think you can try one. um, And if you really like it, then you can get the next one because we will run sales. We promise you we will will run sales. You know, we're going to have different coupon codes here on the podcast or if you're subscribed to our email list. So you have that ability to be able to go on there and just kind of keep up to date to when we're going to be releasing some of those sales so that you can get the um the July through June version once we release that over the summer. Yeah,
1: which Bridget, you said sales. Um I know we didn't discuss this ahead of time, but can we like give them a coupon code to save 20% for listening Guys. to this episode? Yeah,
0: totally. Okay, let's yeah.
1: let's make it New Year OK, in all capitals, N-E-W-Y-E-A-R. We're going to make that a coupon code. So if you are listening to this episode and you want to grab yourself one of our digital planners, you can use code NEWYEAR to save 20%. OK, moving on. Um, <laughs> Consider this digital planner your like dumping ground for where and how you want to accomplish all of your goals and your daily tasks. In this planner, there are multiple templates that are going to help you with your organization for both school and some like personal Mm -hmm. things. It's going to allow you to organize your tasks, your lesson plans, projects Mm -hmm. that you're planning, all
0: of the things. And I really like using those templates. Um, Another great thing is that you're able to take those templates and, and make a copy of them, especially if you're using, you know, any of the formats, to be honest. And then you can put them in other areas in your planner. So let's say like, you know, I really like using the monthly or the daily sheets. So I'm able to make a copy of that and then I can place it wherever I want to and then just tag it as a bookmark so that it's easy for me to be able to reference it. So that has always been really, really nice with those. Um, You can also access this anywhere that you have Google or iCloud. So if you're using GoodNotes on your iPad, you can, for me, I like to have it on my phone. I have it like Michelle Michelle said on on my laptop. So that way, if I'm doing something and I really wanna just check or I wanna have it up so I can look at my lesson plans there, I have it kind of posted up on my laptop or I can check it really quick on my phone. So it makes it very easy for me to check my planner anywhere without having to carry the bulk of the planner. This helps keeps all of your ideas in one place and you never have to worry about forgetting any planner at home. And I know a lot of people always ask, "Well, you have a teacher planner and Michelle, I don't know if you remember, I had a life planner at oh, one yeah. point. Do you remember I that?" I remember. I remember. Here's the thing. And I think you know, as I have evolved with my life and productivity and understanding, you know, what what really does work, I'm going to be honest with you guys. If you have multiple planners, do you have multiple lives? Like, do you have, you know, more than one life? You don't. You have one life. You need to have one planner. The more that we try to separate all of these different areas of our life, um, the harder it is to be able to manage it. So I... Highly recommend just using our top planner. Um, The top planner is going to help you with all things teacher-related and also your personal life-related so that you can mesh them. It's one life that you have. You need to live that life to the fullest and really just kind of embrace and combine all of it. Yeah, you're not a teacher all the time, all day long, all year long, but you're still going to have some of those elements as you go along because you're still doing teacher things during the summer when you're not on the clock. So, You have to kind of think of it in that format and just a little bit of food for thoughts. That's just what I want you guys to kind of, you know, think about for a little bit. One life, one planner. Just use one. Bridget spitting truth. Yes. Also coughing up a lung.
1: (laughs) You know how on a podcast, or at least on an iPhone, I don't know about Androids, mm-hmm. when you're listening to a podcast, you have the button where you can rewind by like 30 seconds. I think everyone should hit that button like twice and just re listen to that whole segment one more time. <laughs> so now, jumping into tool number two Google Calendar. <laughs> so, Google Calendar is a free online calendar that is linked to your Google account. Now this can be accessed from a computer, on your phone, on your tablet, because it's linked to your Google account, you can access it on any device where you get internet access. I'm gonna be honest with you all, Google Calendar is something I put off using for a really long time. And now I look back and I'm like, Michelle, you were so stupid because it is absolutely amazing. Your calendar can be used for events, appointments, reminders, anything that is time sensitive. However, let's just make this distinction. It is not a place for you to place (laughs) your to-dos, okay? You need to ask yourself, is this due on a specific date or time? If it is, you can put that into your calendar, but that running list of to-dos should not be on your calendar, okay? It's just those events or appointments that are time sensitive.
0: And I think a lot of people, Michelle, will think of this as, well, if I tell myself that I need to do this to-do on this day, I mean, that would count. Right? Like that should be something that I put in my calendar. No, it, it shouldn't be. Um, unless it is something that you have to like submit, like it's um, like an assignment. I always think of like maybe a grad school assignment. That's something that I have to have submitted by a certain day, but that doesn't mean I'm going to do it all in that day. There's no way that I could do an entire, you know, 12 page paper in a day, right? I'm going to have it submitted that day. So I am going to put in my calendar. So I have it as a reminder, but I'm not going to put in on Monday to do uh from two to three o'clock. That's something I'm going to work on my uh, my readings. Do you know what I mean? Um, well, you don't want to utilize your calendar to that point because what you're going to start to find and I think we've talked about this quite often when it comes to just productivity in general is that some tasks are going to take long and others are not going to take as long. And you're going to have to kind of chunk those and put those into different areas in your life depending on what you have going on. Um, By the way, guys, that's one of the things that I think we were really going to kind of dive into about was uh, for our live event was talking about just scheduling and looking Mm -hmm. at your life and what you have and what chunks of time that you have, but not necessarily saying that that chunk of time I'm going to commit to, you know, To one specific task, like cleaning out the basement. Um, You're gonna use it as, like, here's what I'm gonna do for my power list and almost have it as just kind of a general thing um, versus committing certain times to certain activities.
1: Yep, love it. Now, another thing I really, really like about Google Calendar is the fact that you can create different calendars for different areas of your life, but you can have them all in one place. I mean, as Bridget already said with the digital planner, you have one life. And yes, your life is kind of chunked into these different areas. Like you have work and you have personal and you have all these different things. However, you still have one life. And so Google Calendar allows you to keep it all in one place, but yet you can have these different calendars. And the great thing is you can turn the calendars on and off (laughs) so you can make them visible and not visible. What
0: are you laughing at? Are you going to tell them the story about Walter's... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I should. Okay. So. (laughs) This is a great example, guys, of where you can turn calendars on and off.
1: (laughs) Yeah. When I was at Bridget's the last time, this was like before quarantine hit. So back in like early March. Yeah. She was telling me about an app and it was like a paid app. And she said, you know what? Don't buy it. Like we will add you as a family member on our like Apple account so that you can just go on and download it. I'm like, cool. I'm part of this Bachman family. I'm down with that. (laughs) So they add me and it wasn't until I got home and it was maybe a week later where I'm I remember I was on the treadmill at the gym and I looked down at my watch to see like what events there were going on. And it said something about like putting a a flea and tick thing on Walter. And I was like, what? I was like, why is this on my calendar? And then I realized because I was added to Bridget's account, I then had access to her calendars and it was just it was a funny thing. But
0: I think she turned off that calendar, so I don't see it I didn't. It or you something. turned it off. I think you were able oh. to turn it off. See, good, good lesson, guys, that if you end up having all of these different calendars and you're overwhelmed or certain things. Like, I don't necessarily like to look at all the holidays. I'm sorry. I just don't. So I turn that calendar yeah. off. You know, that's one of the things that I don't want to get notifications on, you know, on all these different calendars of all the holidays that's happening. I love holidays, but not to the point where it's going to end up messing with my productivity. And then I start to get super distracted because I'm Googling what does this holiday mean? (laughs) So... You can definitely just turn them on and off. Um, Makes it very, very easy. What another thing that you could do is you can set reminders to alert you when you have a specific event. And this is really, really important, especially um, if you have something that you almost have to have prepared before you have that event, right? So like, let's say you're going to go to a birthday. You want to have maybe a, a week ahead of time. Hey, don't forget you have such and such person's birthday. You're like, oh, that's a good reminder so that I can go and make sure that I have a gift so that you're not running to Target about like an hour before the birthday party to go and find something just sporadically like the last minute. Um, another example of how to set these reminders is I have data meetings Um, data meetings for my school and I know everybody has this they're all just called just something a little bit different but for me a data meeting is basically where I bring up um, one to two or three kids that I feel are really struggling academically and so I have to bring up all the data um, for this kid and I say here's this child that's struggling we're going to continue watching this kid uh, this kiddo Um, and if we feel as though testing is going to be needed you know we can contact such and such type thing so I have these data meetings, but they happen every once in a blue moon, like it's like every three months or and then all of a sudden, like towards the end of the year, it's like it happens a lot more frequent. Um, so I never really remember these. So at the beginning of the year, what I do is I go ahead and when we're you know setting up our calendars for the year, they already give us a list of all the dates for the data meetings for the year. So I sit down on my calendar and I will go ahead and insert them all in as a reminder I will give myself a a one week reminder so that I can make sure that I'm pulling all of the information that I need to pull because you have to have everything into the spreadsheet with the dates, the scores, the the uh, feedback that you've given the child, like all of this different information. So I'm not waiting until the last minute for that day to be able to insert all that in there Um, because I do not like going on like not prepared to a meeting. Don't like it at all. Yeah. Been there, done that. Mm -hmm. Don't ever want to do it again. Um,
1: If you are listening to this and you're having that thought of, yeah, but I have my paper calendar. Like, I don't need to do this digitally. Mm -hmm. Listen, okay? (laughs) We all know events change, okay? For example... This podcast recording, Bridget and I have a shared calendar for teaching on the double where we put, you know, when we're going to meet, what we're going to cover and all that. We were supposed to record these about a week ago and then something came up. We had to move it. When you have a digital calendar, it's as easy as clicking and dragging it to a new date versus if you have a paper calendar, that means you're trying to erase and then rewrite it and it's a pain. And real quick, before we go on to the third one, yes, our digital planner has calendars in it. Personally, I like to have the events In both places, because let's be honest, my digital planner is not going to remind me that that event is coming up unless I open up and look at the calendar. And when I have those moments where I'm very overwhelmed and I have a lot going on, those are the moments that I would tend to forget about things. So I like to have Google Calendar so that it's going to remind me of what's coming up. And I just like being able to see it in more than one place because it's going to help solidify it in my brain, if that makes sense.
0: (laughs) Okay, so let's move on to the third digital tool. Now this is the Notes app. So an app on iPhones, okay? This is an app that you can use on your iPhone. If you are an Android user, I am so sorry. We have no idea what app that's out there that is you know, comparable to the Notes app on iPhones, I'm sure that there's one out there. There has to be one. Um, So if you go to our website, leave us a comment, let us know for our Android peeps what exactly the app is called because we can't figure it out. So Notes app. And I think Michelle and I have really started getting into the Notes app this past year. And it's been amazing. It is
1: my best friend. I mean, besides you, but it is my digital best friend. (laughs) I, oh, I just, I'm sorry. I'm getting like those warm and tingly feelings.
0: (laughs) It's so good, guys. So basically it's an area where you can take notes, right? It's an app that's free. It comes whenever you purchase any sort of an Apple device and it's automatically already on there. It's like this little yellow notepad, uh, a yellow and white notepad. It's super simple. It already comes on your phones or device. And basically what you do is it allows you to take notes, create checklists, save PDFs. It It's almost as if it's like its own separate Google Drive, but on yes. your phone. That is what yes. it feels like to me.
1: Yep. No, I'm with you. And honestly, I've started using it for those things that I want quick reference to. Like, not that it's difficult to go into Google Drive, but If I'm on my phone at the supermarket and I'm trying to think of a dinner idea, I don't want to go into Google Drive. I want to just open up the Notes app and be able to look through my ideas. So here are just a few ideas for you of things that you can store within your Notes app. So number one, your login information. And look, everyone has different levels of like privacy personally I'm not too worried about keeping my login information on there. Um, plus, you can password protect notes within the app, which is very, very helpful. You can also store recipes. I know I have a note with a bunch of recipes. So yeah, Bridget's raising her hand. She does too. You can use it as a place to store meeting notes or answer keys. OK, with this whole virtual learning thing, I have a lot of assignments through Google Slides. And if it's a lot of math, I will make a list of like the date of the assignment and what the answer. Were and I use that as my answer key. You can also use it as a fitness tracker. You can use it to store email templates. You can use it to save website links or project ideas or making those checklists. As Bridget said, there is an option to add in little check circles. And so when you click on it, it will check it. And when you click on it again, it will uncheck it. So you can have grocery lists, Christmas lists, things that you need to bring to school the next day. I know when I'm laying in bed at
0: night and I'm like, oh, I need to grab that in the morning, I will just quickly make a checklist. And you can create folders to be able to organize these notes into them, which is really nice. So like we have a teaching on the double folder. So any notes that we share together, we have it inside of this folder. Um, And like I mentioned, you can share it. So Michelle has access to these notes. By the way, did you see that I created an email templates notes the other day and it should have gave you a notification um, well, I don't get notifications, but I'm sure
1: if I went into my notes app and went to the teach down the double, it would have that little like yellow dot yeah. next to it that says, hey, it's been updated. I just haven't gone in there. Oh, I'm so see, sorry. I get the
0: little notification where it pops up on my phone and says, ah, you've updated this. And I'm like, yay, I've updated it. <laughs> and it just makes me feel I've turned good. off. Almost all notifications. I feel yeah. I can I can understand that. (laughs) So you can share different um, notes or folders with individuals. So I have a couple of folders that I share with my husband as well. Um, And if you have a note that you've created, um, like every single year, my mom always asks us, "What do you guys want for Christmas? What do you, Blaine, want for his birthday?" Because Blaine's birthday is coming up. Or actually, when this. Episode. Oh, when this episode airs, guys, Blaine is already seven years old. Oh my stars. I have a seven year old almost. All right. You also have a teenager. Oh, but okay. Let's not talk about that. I can't even. Um, so you can share different ones. So I will create a note for my mom and then I will end up sharing it to her so that she has access to um, the, the list that I create for my boys and for us. Um, another really thing, great thing that I love about this is that you can add images into your notes. So the other day I was sorting through some papers Um, actually it wasn't the other day it was a while ago but I was at school I was cleaning out some things we had some time in our classrooms Um, so I was going through some papers and I found a huge pack of sticky notes (laughs) it was like five sticky notes kind of like all like in a little line so it was like this long little sheet of sticky notes um, attached to one another and so what I did is I just took pictures of them and then I uploaded them to the note because I did want to save the information that was on it it was good information and so I saved it into a note notes. What's awesome with the notes app is that it's all searchable. So it actually searches your images as well. So I can go in and I can just say, um, if I wanted to do like a recipe, I can say, um, you know, sausage, because we have like a sausage and cream rice soup that we really love. And I can type in sausage and automatically it'll, po- it'll pop up. On that sticky note, if it said the word sausage, it would automatically pop up as well, um, which makes it really, really easy to kind of sort through all of the notes that you have going on.
1: Yep. I love using that feature. It's funny you mentioned recipes. I've started taking screenshots on my computer when I find a recipe that I really like and then I just add it into the notes app because again, you can access this on your phone or if you have a MacBook or an iMac, you can access mm-hmm. it on there, which is really helpful. And that's why I've started really liking the notes app because it's convenient. I have it you know, wherever I need it. You also have the ability to pin notes. So it will keep them up at the top of a folder so that it's more easily accessible. So whichever note or notes you use most often, you can pin them. So they stay right up at the top. There also is this scan feature, which is like life-changing. You can use it to take basically a picture of like a document, but it will turn it into a PDF, which is so, so helpful. You also can create tables. I mean, like Bridget said, it's almost like having like Google Docs and all of that stuff within one little app. And it's just super convenient. Um, and we're we're about to move on to our next tool. And you all are probably going to be like, well, wait, how do you use both of them? We just do. And maybe we can talk about that when we get into the next one. Yeah.
0: I, actually, I was going to go ahead and just mention, I almost think of my notes app as like my brain dump area. It's not like my nice and pretty organized like spreadsheets. It's not the things that I feel like... I will create like an actual file for. It's a spot for me to just like dump a bunch of junk and it's just getting it out of my brain and getting it into an area. I don't have time to necessarily write it down on my planner or I don't wanna use that as my planner portion. It's just a spot where I put down all of these different ideas or um, just a collection of just notes and I just need a spot to be able to save it so that in case I wanna come back, I can search it and find it very easily.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point. It's like a brain dump. And I know for me, I use it for a lot of temporary things, if that makes sense. Uh, For example, yesterday, I had to make an appointment with the bank to get my name changed. And when I was on the phone with the lady, you know, she gave me the date and time of my appointment. So I jotted that down real quick. She also gave me a list of everything I needed to bring. So I added that in there. After I went to the bank and had that appointment, I deleted the note because I no longer needed it. Yeah. And I know Billy and I have a shared note where we create our grocery list and our meal plan for the entire week and we just reuse it. It's almost like a template and we just delete, like once we buy all the stuff, we delete it and the next week we go in and fill it out. And it's, again, because of that shared feature it makes it really easy for both of us to access it.
0: And I almost think of things like... um, So when we bought our couch, we had a five-year warranty on our couch. And so it was like a phone number and this like one code that the lady gave me. And I'm like, well, where am I going to leave this? I'm not going to create an entire Google Doc for one (laughs) five-year warranty couch. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to go and do that. So it was so much easier for me to just place it into a note and then file it as a personal item. Or a family item and then just leave it there because I can just very easily go in and say, you know, couch warranty and it'll pop up really easy for me.
1: Yep. I also have a note of Redbox codes. Like, you know, the Redbox where you go and rent movies. Yeah. I've had several people give me codes as like a little gift. And so I've started compiling them in that note. So then that way, if I go to a red box, I'm like, wait, what is that code? I can pull it up in the note and I can very easily delete it. Oh, that's super easy. And then easy. it's gone. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to number
0: four, which is Google Drive. It's like, <laughs> so, I, I feel almost like this would be your favorite.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Probably. I love them all. <laughs> I, I do for different reasons. Yep. It's like your kids, you know, like you don't actually, which I don't even have kids, but I know how this works. You don't actually have a favorite kid, but like there's certain things you might do with one kid and not with the other, yeah. and like yeah. reasons you might like another one a little bit more at certain times. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Google Drive is free online cloud storage for all of your files once again it's linked to your google account you do get 15 gigabytes for free which is pretty good for online storage for just free you can pay and upgrade it if you need more storage y'all i've reached the point this is so embarrassing but i use google drive for everything literally I now pay um, a monthly fee. It's like $50 a month. I don't want to talk about it. But I have 10 terabytes wow. of storage because I was over two terabytes and that was the next level down. So I had to upgrade. But you know what I need to know. end up
0: doing? And this is to- us totally getting sidetracked here. It's like me talking to all my friends. Um, I need to go through and clean up my Google Drive files. Like... I need to go through my files and just be like, I haven't messed with this. Do I really need it? I need to just get rid of it. It's kind of like spring cleaning, but for my Google Drive, I got to do that. Yep,
1: yep. It's good to do every now and then. One of the things I really like about Google Drive is it will show you when a file was last like edited or opened. Mm -hmm. And so it makes it really easy to do that because you can see when you're actually using the files. So, anyway, we're kind of jumping ahead, but Google Drive again can be accessed on any device with internet. So, because it's connected to your Google account, you can open it on your phone, your tablet, your work computer, your personal computer. Y'all, tough love, stop using flash drives and external hard drives, okay? They just cause problems. When I was in college, I had a flash drive with all of my files, and while I was in the library late one Sunday night printing out all of my plans for student teaching for that week, I rolled my chair into it and broke it in half and lost everything and cried my eyes out to Billy on the phone. External hard drives, I ended up having one that I completely lost and there went all of my files. So stop using them because they're just going to give you a headache. Instead, use cloud storage that you can open up on any computer. It doesn't matter. So even if my computer breaks and I have to get a new one, guess what? All I have to do is log into my account on that new computer and bam, there are all of my files. So... I also will say adding those files to Google Drive instead of keeping them on your computer because you might be thinking, Michelle, I don't need a flash drive. I don't need an external hard drive. I just save them to my computer. Well, guess what? When that computer dies, which will happen, Billy currently has a MacBook that's running on nine years. It's going to die here soon. You're going to lose your files. So you need to have them on your Google Drive. That's also going to help your computer run faster because you're not wasting space on the computer.
0: So one of the things that I was just thinking about, and this was a huge game changer for me when it came to Google Drive, because Michelle's talking about not keeping files on there. And one of the issues that I was having is that I was creating things on my computer. So I was using, let's say, PowerPoint or Keynote. Or, you know, docs or whatever. Um, but then I would upload it to my Google Drive and it would just be in there, but it's still a PowerPoint or a keynote or whatever it is. And so all of a sudden, I would have to re download it and re upload it. And it was such a pain in me. I hated it so much. So, one of the things that you can do um, is to go into your Google Drive. When you're in Google Drive, there is like a little um, what is that called? Like a little wheel, like a, a, a wheel type key. I can't even, I don't like a gear A gear. Thank you. That's the word that I was looking for. <laughs> so you're going to click on the gear. And when you click on the gear, it's going to take you to settings. So you can hit settings and in settings, you're going to be in general In general, there's going to be a spot where it says convert uploads. And when you check that, when you make a little blue check Mark, it says convert uploaded files to Google Docs editor format. It's going to automatically convert those files for you so that that way you can work on it um, in Google Drive using the docs or... the slides formats instead of having to download it and re-upload it. Guys, that is such a pain in the butt. I tried to do that for the longest because I could not get past like fonts, like the the (laughs) dumbest thing in the world. I know, I said it. It's the dumbest thing in the world to be so focused on fonts (laughs) to not use this feature. So I finally got past that And it has been life changing. So now once I'm kind of going through some of my hard drives, because I have about like four or five hard drives, I am now getting to that point where I'm uploading certain things and it's automatically converting it for me. So that way I don't have to worry about it anymore. It's really good. Yeah. Huge time saver. Yes. And then eventually you will just stop using PowerPoint altogether.
1: That's kind of where yeah, I'm at. Same. It, it is a hard transition, but the more you use Google Slides, the more you're like, oh, this is so much better. Like, I know the whole font thing is difficult because you can't add custom fonts, at least at this time, right. to Google Slides, but it just saves time in terms of opening it and being able to quickly edit and whatnot. So, let's talk a little bit about organizing your Google Drive because We are talking about organization here. Within Google Drive, just like within the Notes app, you can create folders and you can organize all of your files. You can create folders inside of your folders. So you might have a folder for like your school and then your grade level and then the subject areas. Um, Inside each subject area, you can have a folder for each marking period. Inside of that, you can have a folder for each unit. So you can make it as organized as you need it to be, right? We're all different. Personally, I break it down to the unit, and then within the unit, I just keep all the files in there. I tried having a folder for each lesson. That was just a little bit too much for me. Yeah, You also can use the search function in order to find your files faster. So just like Bridget said, you can search and it will pull up those documents just like in the notes app. So you can find those files very easily. You also can use the, use the starred section, which is basically like a favorites section. So those files that you use most often, you can star it. And then when you click in the starred section of Google Drive, it will pull up all of those files. So personally, I use it for my like daily slides that I use with my class. Whatever unit we're on, I will star that section of slides so that they easily come up. And then finally, just like within the notes app, you can collaborate with others. You can share a single file. You can share a folder. Our school actually has a shared folder that everyone in the school has access to, and it has all of the documents that we need. And again, it's organized of folders within folders, but because that original folder is shared, we can access everything that's inside of there. So it is a super easy system. If you have not yet started using it, I would almost suggest starting here first in terms of
0: which digital tool to actually try out. I, I agree with you completely. I think Google Drive is a great start. Okay, let's move on to the very last digital tool that you need to be using this year. And that is email folders. Guys, we like folders. Folders will save your life. And I think one of the biggest things when it comes to emails, emails can feel very overwhelming. I feel as though when my email is not under control, it I feel like a sense of stress when I walk in and I open up my email and I'm like, did I reply to this person? Did, what do I need to do with this? Do I need to do something with this? Like it feels like I have things to do, but in reality, I don't really have anything that's like actionable at that moment. So this can be done with any email provider. So whether you are using, you know, um, is it like the exchange? Is that Outlook type thing with like schools or you're using Gmail or you're using Yahoo or whatever it might be? You can still create folders for your email systems, Okay, Um, Your folders are going to represent the types of emails that you're going to end up get. So you really want to think about big, broad categories. Um, So like I know that I have one. Um, for, you know, different bills that I ca- have come in for my personal life. I have, you know, a IEP folder for any sort of emails that I get regarding an IEP student. I have one that has COVID right now because, you know, COVID. <laughs> it happened. So it's still happening. But I have to place a lot of the files that I get or information that I get from that and I place it inside of that folder. So it's a really good place for me to just kind of store everything. So here are some examples of school folders that you might be using. You have grade level, you might have just a random school district committees. Um, And when I think about school, I'm thinking about like your personal school um, that you're focused on. Uh, Field trips, guidance, you might have subject areas, observations, uh, parent emails. And I even went so far because last year, I had a lot of parent emails, a lot of emails happening. And I, I needed to keep track of those emails because there was like sensitive items that were kind of happening. So I would create folders for certain families that I needed to keep track of. So I would have a parent folder and then I would create a subfolder underneath that and I would have that parent's name. And so I would just throw all of those emails inside of that that folder so that I had um, all of my information stored in that spot. Kind of covers my butt, you know what I mean? Um, you can also find a system that really just kind of works for you. All of these categories that I'm sharing with you, those are not necessarily the categories that you have to have. I think for me, I've kind of created almost like a random um, folder system that, you know, as I find things, I'm creating different folders, but then putting them as subfolders. So a folder within a folder, it's like an inception like mind play type thing going on. Um, but find a system that works for you. Not everybody is going to have the same type of folder. So kind of figure out and just start uh, thinking of just the big broad category of just general emails that you might be getting within you know any day.
1: And I think it's important to remember that you need a folder for every email. You have probably heard us say before to keep your inbox at zero keeping your inbox at 0 means you do not have any uh emails in your inbox. Like that's what a zero inbox is. You have no emails in your inbox. I will say every now and then I will keep, you know, maybe two or three emails that are relevant for the next week or so. Like maybe I have a big meeting and there's an agenda. I might keep that agenda in my inbox until the meeting and then I'm gonna move it into a folder or delete it depending Mm -hmm. on the type of email. But if you have a folder for every single email, it's gonna allow you to keep that zero inbox. If you don't have a folder for it, you need to create one. Because you need a spot to be able to store that email. And keep in mind, you might need to add new folders or get rid of folders over time. In the spring, I had to make a distance learning folder because I needed a place to store all of these emails that had to do with us doing this whole distance learning thing, which mm-hmm. you know was very different in the spring than it was in the fall. An email folder that I used to have that I got rid of was right Start. So Right Start is actually a program my county has for new teachers. Even though I had already taught for three years before I came to this county, I had a Right Start advisor, almost like a new teacher coach, for my very first year in the county. Other teachers, if you start in my county, you'll have that Right Start advisor for like Three years, I think it is. But for that first year in the county, I had this right start advisor that I was working with and I was getting emails from her. So I had a folder for that. But after my first year, I no longer needed that folder. So I was able to get rid of it. So it's okay to keep a few emails in your inbox if it's something you need access to within the next week. You can actually pin it to your inbox, which will keep it right up at the top, but it's almost like it moves it away from any new emails coming in. But then you need to get rid of it once that time has passed. So as soon as you get an email, you need to do something with it. You need to either put it into a folder. If you don't have a folder, you need to create a folder. You need to pin it. You need to delete it, archive it, something. You need to do something with it right away so that it's not lingering there. And like Bridget said, you're not questioning, well, wait, did I do something with this? Do I still need it? Like just handle it right away and then it's done and away and
0: you don't have to think about it anymore. So I even went as far as once I started the school year for this school year, I went through my emails and what I did is I kind of took the ones that were only sensitive for the previous year that were in those folders and I just deleted that entire folder because I wasn't going to need it at all. Um, and then others I had to kind of store into like a twenty nineteen folder, and then that way I didn't I wasn't going to constantly kind of get it confused with the new information that was coming in so it's just you know one of those things like it's just like a piece of paper you're going to sit down and you're going to kind of go through each one of them figure out whether or not it's actionable if you're waiting on something or um or if it's something that you just need a reference so I think those are kind of the big three different ways that you sort through information right And so um, email systems are are the exact same thing. You're going to have to kind of devote some time to sitting down and making sure that you're sorting through and processing all of that information and putting it to where exactly it needs to go. Yeah, I love that. So let's do a quick recap of those five
1: organizational tools you need to be using this year. Number one is a digital planner. We do have a free version of ours that you can try out. The link will be for you in the show notes. Number two is Google Calendar. We will have the link for that as well. Number three is the Notes app. We're not going to be able to link to that, but if you have an iPhone or a MacBook, just look for it's a rectangle. It has yellow at the top, and then it has like white lined paper at the bottom number four is google drive we will link for that in the show notes and then finally email folders again not something we can link to but whatever email service provider you are using go on hopefully it's pretty easy to locate where to make the folders if not go on youtube and just search it so if you're using gmail search
0: create folders in gmail and you'll be able to find a video that will help you there are Every, like everything in life has a video out there. You could definitely find it. I promise you. So guys, while you're on our, um, go and check out our website and submit your TSH. We want to know what your time-sucking hurdle is right now. And also be sure to leave us a review over on iTunes. We really do enjoy seeing uh, what you think and listening to your feedback on this podcast. And until next time, my friends, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.